0: This is the Out of Time Film Podcast where your hosts Tom and John discuss everything from blockbuster films to TV and games like there's no tomorrow. hello and welcome to the outside film podcast my name is tom and as always i'm joined with my co-host john and this week we're talking about fast x yes the end of the road begins (laughs) it does indeed oh my god oh it has been two years since fast nine and Uh... we're back we're back everyone yeah back to this truly insane (laughs) franchise full spoilers ahead for anyone who hasn't seen it fast x briefly explain the plot for those who don't know okay over many
1: missions against the impossible odds, Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now, they must confront the most lethal opponent they ever faced. Fueled by revenge, a terrifying threat emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything
0: and everyone oh, he loves. Damn. Damn. Oh my god intense intense so yeah fast x what did you think we saw it literally yesterday and i don't think we're finished processing it what did you think as the title suggests it is
1: mental you probably think oh it's like the same film over and over again you could say that but Definitely. you cannot go being shocked or anything this film just gives you so many things at once. that You just be like, what on earth is happening? This is just somehow amazing at the same time. I mean, the physics
0: is still wrong, which is good. I mean, it's still getting that, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be a Fast and Furious movie without just all the best readings of physics. Just throw it straight out the window. and Yeah, this is actually one of the better Fast and Furious films.
1: I don't remember anything good about 8 or 9. Those were not the best or most memorable. But this, this was just so chaotic. It was just like... I don't know how to explain it. This is the hardest part. You've <laughs> been watching all the Fast and Furious films. You'd be like, oh, yeah, this is like family. You know what to do.
0: Yeah, they're, they're not movies I... that really you, you, like, you watch them and then like thinking about them afterwards is so difficult because there's such a wave of visuals and a wave of just everything happening at you. And then you just kind of like, uh, in a lot of ways critiquing this movie does it a disservice because it is such a fun experience and i would agree with you i don't really remember much about eight or nine on our way home from the cinema we were talking and i was like i don't even remember who the villains of those movies were before realizing <laughs> oh it was cypher and jacob i just completely forgot yeah even though they're in fast x it really is just kind of like one of those things i don't know if this movie is good but does it really matter no because I-, <laughs> I just thought this movie was really really fun And I'd agree with you. I think it has something that the last two didn't have. I want to kind of start off by talking about the whole director situation, because obviously (laughs) Justin Lin was going to direct this. Oh my God. There was that incredible video where Vin Diesel was like, Hey, hey, Justin, isn't isn't this going to be like the greatest thing ever? And Justin just looks <laughs> dead inside. Clearly you didn't want to direct oh, this movie. Oh, poor Justin. <laughs> yeah, right? And I mean, hey, if he did stay on, he'd be doing three films at this point. And so they're splitting the Fast X story into Fast X, Fast X Part 2, and Fast X Part 3, which of course would be called 12 Fast, 12 Furious. But instead they got Louis Lettier in directing. What did you think of his direction in this?
1: I would say it's very standard. It didn't really Mm. ruin anything about the direction of this. I thought it was just like I was watching the Fast and Furious film. I thought he did a good job with the style of it. He didn't make it over the top as possible. Like, you can tell in this film, it's so over the top. Yeah, I, I didn't really mind it. It was just the direction on some certain characters that needed to be worked on. But no, overall, it was just the story. I wish the story was shown a bit better because it, the narratives were a bit messy. Oh he my didn't. God, there was there was so much going on in this movie. Yeah, there was so much going on. You would not even realize that we are, like, halfway through the film. You'd be like, where's Han? And you just <laughs> put <probably forget laughs> yeah. How about everyone, yeah, there's Ugh. so
0: many plot threads and there's so many characters, and obviously, we are going full spoilers. But I think it's such an insane thing to think about that we have so many characters in this franchise already. And this film introduces three new characters being Tess, Ames, and Elena's sister, whose name escapes me. But they're adding three in, and then they add another two in right at the end with Hobbs and Giselle, which you'll we'll get to, and then they take off Jacob. <laughs> and so, even then. They're bringing in four new characters ca- they're, they're bringing back so many characters. And at this point, there's just so much going on. And, like, you're right. Yeah. You're watching the film, and then it will cut back to, like, Letty and Cypher. And you're like, what? Where- I forgot this was a plot at all like when we talked about Guardians 3 I talked a little bit about forgetting the Kraglin subplot and kind of being a bit like oh I forgot about that this one is 10 times that level it's it really is just like oh sure and then this happens okay and it's just like again I'm not gonna critique it I was so there like the whole time I was with it I was like yeah no take me wherever you want to go like there's a specific scene I don't want to say it's the most ridiculous of the movie because the movie as all Fast and Furious movies it goes So big. You There's can't a define scene with... ridiculousness. You can't define it. But yeah, go exactly. on. Exactly. Yeah. There's a scene with Jacob and little Brian <laughs> when they're they're on a plane and oh um, my God. This, uh... um Jacob's been carrying around this kind of like canoe with him in the airport. And they go to like the holes and he like gets the canoe and he transforms it into like a mini plane which essentially looks like the batwing and then they drop out <laughs> of the plane the cargo door opens and they shoot out and then the next time we see them they're just on a speedboat like what <laughs> i just imagine them just in they crashing into the water oh and then just God. kind of floating there like you know as the as the plane slowly sinks and jacob's like yeah yeah i'm sure someone will come around at some point but it's just absolutely crazy just some of that like oh it, it's not God. it's not quite going into space but it's still impressively mad. It is mad max, but even madder with with everything that's happening. <laughs> Fast and X,
1: madder max. <laughs> oh my god. Do you want to get into the whole villain? Jason Mammours yes. Dante I thought he was brilliant. I thought He Jason was so Murray, good. He was having a lot of fun playing this guy. And the funny thing is, is that they keep showing us the flashbacks. But Jason Momoa is like, he's just there in the flashbacks. Yeah. he's just like, yes, I am the son of this, <laughs> you know, banker guy. He's just the classic, like, it was me all along. <laughs> it's just like your Sunday villain TV show. You just see him every week. And it's just like, he's there. And he's like, yeah. mysteriously trying to plot this whole scheme.
0: It's like, you know that scene in the first Puss in Boots movie, where Uh, uh, Humpty Dumpty reveals himself, and he's just in every single scene, and he's like, it was me, puss, I was there the whole time, it was just like the the whole opening of this movie with Dante during Fast Five, where he's like, just behind the vault as it gets dragged out, just incredible. Oh, he was brilliant. I thought his character
1: was just a bad villain in the rest of the Fast and Furious films. I think he's the best one, really, because yeah, that's, it was just so memorable. I'm sorry if people go, what about
0: Shaw? What about other people in the Fast and Furious? I'm so sorry. He's I de- he's remember. definitely like it's him and Shaw. I would say are the are the two yeah. best villains. But then obviously Shaw is he even a villain now? Like what what what's up with him? Like he's yeah. he's more like an anti-hero I guess. And he was in this movie as well. The brought him back too they really did just kind of <laughs> they every brought everyone back. single person imaginable there were even times when we were whispering to each other during the movie is is this are we supposed to know this guy like there's a guy in brazil who yeah. is like in a green car and we were like is this like an established character like who is this
1: yeah i was like hey is this a character from Fast five I
0: don't remember,
1: but they're bringing everyone back. And it's just like Super Smash Bros. It's just like bringing back every character.
0: It's yeah, Super it... Smash Bros because everybody is superhuman at this point. Like, I know that it's already been clowned on loads, oh but my even, yes. even Little Brian is indestructible. It... At one point he <laughs> jumps from Dante's car into dom's car at high speeds as they are simultaneously drifting and i was just this is just another level of insane
1: uh and then apparently the rest of the family can fight against soldiers with armor
0: every single one of them Even Roman! Even Roman knows what to do. I'm even proud of him. Roman had a weird kind of, like, arc in this movie, being like, oh, I want want to be a leader, but I'm terrible at being a leader, and now I'm fighting with Tej, and now we're friends again. But also, like, what? Oh, my God. We have to go back to that. Peter. Pete oh Davidson my god, I this... forgot about that. Pete Davidson has an like an extended cameo. For like 3 minutes, man. Felt like an she... hour, my god. Yeah, he he was just there
1: for What's no reason whatsoever. Scene? Okay, so one, this is like in this computer shop in London. He's like, "I'll help you, but can you eat these muffins?" But these muffins are just like drugs, I think. In- yeah. It- yeah, well, like
0: Han eats them, and like his vision's going all like. There's a moment. Okay, so like Han sees like everyone's face going like, like a kind of funhouse mirror, and he's like, "Oh, the drugs!" And he literally just shakes it off. My God, the man is like he drugs doesn't affect him he just kind of just shakes it off and that's it i was like is this gonna be a bit about han getting high but no (laughs) i thought that too
1: i just don't know where they were going for that
0: it was such a pointless scene but then everyone was like pete
1: davidson we must add in (laughs) pete davidson oh my god that
0: must have been a reshoot because like in the grand scheme of things it doesn't add a whole lot into the narrative other than Roman and Tej being angry at each other. But I think it's interesting because we haven't watched Hobbs and Shaw, but I know that Hobbs and Shaw includes cameos from Kevin Hart and Ryan Reynolds. So like, yeah. I guess this is just a big thing that, you know, like we talked about Bullet Train last year. We both loved Bullet Train and that movie throws load of cameos in. And it's like, I guess it's just the thing now that you just got these extended cameo sequences from these movies, which, you know, sure, I guess. I mean, sure. we'll, the real question is, will Pete Davidson join the family in, no, please, in the 11th please, movie? No. Please, no. He's coming. <laughs> oh my god but you're like uh, Han what is happening with Han at the beginning of the movie he I seems want like a really... redemption arc for Han man <laughs> he We're... seems like really like sad at the beginning he misses the past and stuff and then he doesn't really he doesn't do much tinder. for the rest of the movie
1: he, tinder.
0: he does go on oh my god yeah it's just crazy and I, I know that obviously they're gonna do something with Han and Giselle reuniting in in 11 or 12 but like this is so weird these two characters who both died tragically are now both brought back and you know they haven't <laughs> (laughs) done anything with han really in two movies so like what was uh what's what's happening it's like star wars again bringing back every (laughs) character at least at least death sticks sometimes in star wars i think like i can't think of many characters apart from like villains who have actually died in this franchise it's like maybe three characters aside from like the bad guys who have actually like well here's one jacob sacrifices himself in such a strange scene
1: he just like out of nowhere by the way, this was not mentioned anywhere in this character arc or anything that was set up. It wasn't really going for that self-sacrifice oh, yeah. moment or anything like that. It was just out of nowhere. And Jacob was like, "There's too many cars in front of you. I I got I got to do something." And then Dom's like, <laughs> "No," and then he jumps over with the rocket boosters.
0: Oh my god!
1: It explodes and.
0: It <laughs> I, it's. I'm not making this so up. So crazy. Up. He has it's... a car with cannons on it. He has numerous cannons, and little Brian is a murderer. That that's important to say. He he literally straight up destroys, <laughs> like blows Brett, up people. Brett. So you know, at, at the tender age of like ten, he is destroying people. But then, like the cannons break and they fix them, and then Jacob's fuel is running out, and so instead of Shooting the cars that he needs to shoot. He's like, I'll drive into them. Yes good idea. And it's like, it's very clear that they were just like, what do we do with this character? We don't know. But it was just, it was just incredible. The fact they just went for that. I got to respect it because he was delightful throughout the movie, which was a complete tonal shift from the last movie where he was menacing and like hell bent on anger. And this time he's like, Hey, I love the nineties. Check out my cassette tape. Look at my crappy car. Whoa. I'm a cool uncle now. And it's just like, what, what like, like, the whiplash what? that you got? I was like, what's going yeah. on? Oh, it was so bizarre. It was such a bizarre journey
1: with little Brian and then Jacob as well. It was so... I don't know why that was included in the film, but oh, oh well, but I don't know what to do with that. But anyway, that self-sacrifice was just so weird.
0: There's never a moment where really we get to kind of take that death in. Dom's like, oh, and then it's like, okay, back oh, to the Oh, back oh to I'm the sorry little
1: Brian. <laughs>
0: yeah, like, oh, your uncle's dead. Let's keep on rolling. And I understand that it's part of an action sequence, but it's like, there's a really good scene early on in the movie where Dom and Han talk about like the past and all the people they've lost and then Dom takes a moment, he looks at all the pictures in his garage, and they play the the score, gives the see you again motif, like a like you know the, the piano motif and it's beautiful and then Dom talks to his grandmother about it. Is his grandmother been in, in the movies before? I don't know. I don't know. But like they talk about it and it's a really nice scene. After that, you'll be hard pressed to find too many emotional <laughs> scenes like Dom talks a bit about like his fear of losing the family like early on. And we don't really get much elaboration on that. And I think the problem is is that even though they're splitting this story into three parts, they still Really need to keep the ball rolling. There's so much happening that they don't really want to take too much of a break To the point where literally there is about a 20-minute scene of just a ball rolling down Rome (laughs) A big bomb that's just rolling down and it's incredible Dom is trying to like get it into the river and so he (laughs) flies into a crane Which he knocks and the other side of the crane knocks the ball into the river and then he outruns what is similar to a nuclear explosion (laughs) What a movie! It's such a crazy opening for that,
1: and I love it. Yeah, that's like
0: in the first half an hour.
1: Yeah, I was just watching that. I was like, yep, Fast and Furious is back. This film has confused me on so many levels, and I love it. It's just (laughs) insane. Cars. Yes, the cars. Cars. We mustn't forget
0: the cars. It's Fast and Furious. There's a really great scene right at the end when Dante's like, I've taken everything from you. I've taken away your family. I've taken away your freedom. And Dom's like, there's one thing you didn't take away from me. My family. car. <laughs> uh, uh, no. <laughs> no, not family, John. It's the car drives ah. down a dam. It's incredible. And, like, the film really goes for it with a cliffhanger. Oh, they yeah. Wanna, they want to have their Infinity War moment where everything ends and it's like, oh, my God, what are we going to do? The plane that holds Roman, Tej, Ramsey, and Hahn crashes and Ames is a villain now. Apparently, Ames is the new head of the agency and just like... He's like, oh, I hate you, Dom. No, actually, we're friends now. Aha, I was a villain the whole time. Gotcha. I, but there is a critique. <laughs> there's a great like, summary. I mean, yeah. But there is a critique in the movie about Dom's blind faith in people and the fact that he always is willing to forgive the villain. You know, like, he literally forgave Han's murderer and was like, hey, yeah, you're cool, oh, man. Like, when it, when it comes oh, to yeah. Shaw, there's some interesting stuff there that, I don't know if they're going to go into that when it comes to Fast X Part 2, but like. Man, you just know that that Vin Diesel wants to make, like, the greatest piece of cinema, and he's making just this incredibly batshit insane franchise, which somehow, against all the odds, works, even when it's just, like, completely nonsensical. Like, I swear every single scene opens with the same establishing shots of (laughs) Brazil and the beaches and oh my god! Like wherever like, they are, it just keeps on doing that.
1: It's just like stock image every time, it, or yes. stock video. It's just like, hey, here's Brazil. I'm pretty sure that's not their footage, but I think they just took somebody else's footage. They could like, have
0: even used the same footage from Fast Five. They probably have uh, hours of yeah. footage of just Brazil. They're like, yeah, yeah we got Brazil. It. Like, oh yeah, let's get more. No, let's use footage from
1: Fast Five. Mm-hmm. And oh my god, the timeline. We were talking about the timeline about oh, um, Fast God. and Furious on the way back, we were like, <laughs> do you know Lil'
0: Brian? How does he fit in this timeline, really? It doesn't... In this movie, it they, they confirm up. that Fast 5 takes place in 2011. After the first flashback, they say that Fast X takes place 10 years after that, which means that Fast X takes place in 2021. If we say that like little Brian's about 10 or something, that means that when he's roughly about 1 in Fast 8, Fast 8 must have been 9 years ago roughly, which means that in the 10 years since Fast 5, Fast 6, 7, and 8 all take place within like a year of each other, and then Fast 9 is like six years later, and then another three years for like, just whoa! <laughs> it's, it's such a muddled timeline, but also that's really fun, just a strange mix of everything.
1: Yeah, I, it's just so confusing with the timeline. I just don't know where to begin on that. I've just got nothing else to add. Apart from the most surprising cliffhanger of all time,
0: Giselle. Yes. Gis- <laughs> it was rumoured that she'd be back, and so I, I was I, kind of expecting it, but they did it. She had it come out of the submarine. Yeah, she appears. I guess we're going to have another backstory on that. Uh, Fast 11 will begin with... Giselle's Giselle. backstory after falling yeah. out of the plane, which, if I'm right, is about nine years ago in Furious 6. So like when she falls out of the plane, she's been gone for about, like, nine years.
1: What has she been doing for nine years, then?
0: I don't know. Oh my what God. was Han doing for okay. 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 nine okay. years? Who knows? Imagine
1: she's been, like, helping the family for, like, nine years, but, like, in this secret
0: way. Oh, my God. Wait. <laughs> you know, like, Mission Impossible has the masks. Yeah. It turns out that Giselle's been there the whole time, but she was wearing a mask. Oh, my God.
1: No, 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 I've got to... No, this is going to be sound so far-fetched. Say it. Imagine Giselle. Imagine she's been disguising as Letty
0: for <laughs> so many years. John, and then... think about it. That doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make Letty, any sense. Letty literally sees Giselle at the end of the movie. I know. <laughs> oh god but you know (laughs) they really hit us with three cliffhangers they give us the cliffhanger of dom and little brian stuck with dante's like bombs at the dam which let's be honest they're all bomb proof by now they'll just stand there and it'll wash over them they'll be fine and then we have giselle and then the post-credit scene john you you whooped in the cinema hobbs is back baby yes you did when when hobbs came back you were like woo
1: no i didn't yeah you did no i didn't
0: i swear you did. No, I was like, yay, not too bad. I wasn't like, yay. You gave a whoop. whoop. (laughs) I think you had an out-of-body experience. You didn't even realize it, but you whooped. (laughs) Oh my God. Okay, I actually don't remember doing
1: that, but I remember seeing Hobbs, so I was happy.
0: Yeah, no, it was crazy. It was crazy. We were talking about, it's like the Thanos meme. (laughs) Dwayne Johnson, like Black Adam flopped, and so he came crawling back to Vin Diesel, and Vin Diesel was like, you couldn't live with your failure. Where did that lead you? Back to me.
1: <laughs> oh my god. They're doing everything in Infinity War. They're trying to do, like, up the stakes a bit, but it's a bit hard because it's just like, these characters are invincible. You, you can't <laughs> do anything. <laughs> you I can't even like... raise
0: the stakes. I don't think Jacob's dead. No one's dead. J- oh. Jacob's going to be fine. He'll be back in the next one. But they're. I think they're definitely, you know, when it comes to, like, the stakes, I think Jason Momoa as the villain who just wrecks shit up the whole time, is the kind of thing that makes the stakes feel even a little bit higher in this one. Yeah, I mean, he he killed that guy in the streetways. Yeah, exactly, he did. I love how half the time he's, like, really menacing, the other time he's giving, like, the most camp joker (laughs) kind of vibes. There's even one scene where he's, like, painting the nails of, like, some dead people, and he's, like, talking about being in touch with his feminine side, and it's just, like... (laughs) What a strange, I really wonder how much of it was in the script and how much Jason Momoa was just like, yes, this is going to be my, yeah, yeah. this is my yeah. performance. <laughs> he got punched
1: by Vin and he was laughing. Like he was like some joker. He was like laughing. Yeah,
0: it reminded me of uh, Green Goblin in No Way Home when like yeah. he's being punched and he's laughing. <laughs> what a guy. It just what incredible. What, what, what a guy. Yeah, I, I agree. It's I think he was definitely the standout of this movie. Yeah, He's the thing <laughs> that I'm going to remember about this one. Yeah, sorry. I thought I thought you were gonna extend on that. I thought you would just be like, no, "Yes, that's, he's, that's he's the best villain
1: of all time." I know what he's saying. That he's gonna be the villain. Yeah, da-
0: Darth Vader. I never heard of him. It- da- <laughs> Don- Thanos? Hey, uh, uh, yeah, no,
1: ridiculous. Oh, okay. So I don't know where to say on this, but Brian, it's just mentioned a lot at the time, or like hinting. Like whereas Brian, it's kind of I don't know where they're gonna do with this
0: like is he still alive in this universe uh... yeah like they keep on being like oh yeah he's he's at home with the family i think that in the next one or two i think potentially the cliffhanger for the next one will be brian coming back i just think that considering all the lengths this franchise goes to all the people that it brings back all the times that they tease but Bri- like remember fast nine ends with brian like pulling up at the house like in his car we don't see him, but like it ends with him like arriving at the family barbecue. I feel like even though it's definitely a bad idea to bring him back, to resurrect him through CGI, whether it's done well or not, I think they're going to do it. I just think that they can't resist at this point bringing him back because of how much that will elicit a reaction out of the audience. It's going to be a really conflicting scene to watch. I mean, they're pr- mm. trying to
1: bring him back, but it's going to be a bit disrespectful. I don't know what they're hinting at. Well, I guess we'll see I don't in, have anything in two else to years say about or
0: so. It. Well, I have an email here. From Samuel Madsen, as ever, Uh. incredible, the man himself. Tom, John, start your engines. It's time to race fast cars for family and save the world. I love the Fast and Furious franchise, from the first to the last. I know people prefer either the racing or the outlandish stunts, but I love it all. These movies are big dumb, awesome rides that you can just sit back and turn your brain off to. I love these movies to bits. As of writing this email, I haven't yet seen Fast X, but when the pod comes out, I will have seen it. With each film that comes out, I like to try and predict what sort of big stunt they'll do. These predictions often fall short because of how outlandish and bizarre these stunts are, but I'm predicting time travel. No Sam They've gone to (laughs) space So I feel that time travel has to be next If it doesn't happen in Fast X It surely has to happen in one of the next two movies So what do you guys want to see stunt wise from the next two films How far can these stunts go Either way I'm so hyped for this movie So start your engines, race home Have the classic barbecue and the corona beer Do it for the family I'll see you again, pun intended, on the next one Take care gents, Sam Thank you Sam as ever for the fun Time travel, I didn't even consider that and now you say it, I think that could genuinely happen. <laughs> like I, I think oh, that might be possible. Oh, I, I think it might happen. <laughs> I think that could genuinely I happen. I think it oh might be God. possible.
1: I think Dante has something up his sleeve. I think he's going to be like,
0: I'm going to go back in time.
1: <laughs> I'm going to be like doing everything in my power yeah, to stop he goes back family. And,
0: yeah, he, he saves his father or something. That would be genuinely insane. Oh, it, it could happen. I could see them <laughs> it doing could that. Happen. Oh my god, that could be the cliffhanger. That could be the cliffhanger. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess one of the things about that is that they've already brought back so many characters. The, the appeal of time travel, of seeing characters that you've lost. You know, I think about Endgame, for example, which, you know, like, I'm <laughs> lukewarm on that movie, but I think the time travel is done very well. Thor has a chance to see his mum again. Tony has a chance to see his dad again. Steve has a chance to see Peggy again. Those kinds of things, that's the benefit of time travel for the characters. I don't know what they could do with this franchise, because everybody already has come back from the dead. Maybe Dom will see his dad again. Or maybe he'll see Jacob again. I don't know. But, like, God, can you imagine? Can you imagine? just wow that's gonna be just so insane i yeah. kind of want that now i kind of i kind of secretly yeah. it's not even secretly i want that that i just think that would be re- that would just be next level insane
1: oh my god imagine the directors are listening to our you know ideas i'm like which what? they're definitely not <laughs> no they're not just this is the just jokes at the moment
0: so which we 100 support whilst we're on the topic um so yeah we hope that they come to a fair deal that you know because writers really are the backbone of the industry they really deserve everything and god damn it if the writers are going to write time travel into fast and furious they're gonna get paid well for it (laughs) yeah please i heard there's
1: some crazy stunts that'll happen Mm. like i want to see vin diesel lifting a
0: car or again Doesn't he lift a car in this one? I feel like he does. I feel like it's a memory. He's, oh, he does. Yeah. He does. He's li- he does. Yeah. <laughs> He's lifting. Cars are so heavy, man. How strong is, is Dom supposed to be at this point? He's got the family. I wonder maybe they go into the future instead of the past <laughs> in terms of time travel. You could see little Brian, but as an old man. <laughs> oh old Brian. God. Big oh Brian.
1: My oh, my God. Oh, they Jesus. They go into the future and then the halves is still there. He's just like... Hobbs is still
0: there. He looks exactly the same. He hasn't aged he a day. looks exactly
1: the same with the goatee. Yeah. Oh We're definitely,
0: God. like, the next one is going to also have Dom and Hobbs almost meeting, but they're going to leave it right to the end, I reckon, because, damn, I can't believe Brian Johnson's back. What a movie! What a movie! What do you give Fast X, which I still can't believe it's the title, I out d- of ten. I don't know why they call it Fast X. I mean,
1: it's Fast why Ten. Why the hell but not? Where's... I'm just so, like, baffled by this film. Okay. I'm gonna give it a seven out of ten. That's how I I feel agree.
0: Like I am genuinely so excited for the next one.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I don't care. I have the reviews
0: and stuff like I don't care I want the next one Please Please Yeah if please, you're not If you're please. not on board of this franchise by now If you don't know What to expect Then you know What are you going to do Thank you everybody for listening If you're listening on YouTube And you enjoyed it You can give us a like And subscribe If you want to see more And if you're listening on Spotify You can follow And give us a five star review If you think we're worthy Next week We're doing The Little Mermaid 1989 Ooh. In preparation For the 2023 remake So you can send You can send us an email At astinefilmpod At gmail.com And let us know your thoughts On The Little Mermaid From 1989 The animated one uh-huh. And ask us any questions and we'll answer it right here on the podcast next week. And you can follow us on Instagram at Alstein Film Pod to see our incredible thumbnails from Zayn Afsel and on Twitter for more thoughts from me. Thanks to L Jones Mayer for the excellent theme and Ronan Phillips for vocals as always. And I think that's everything.
1: Yeah, that's everything. Thank you for the email, Sam. It's been a pleasure talking about Fast X. That's everything. Take what you're given
0: And never turn your back on family. Oh my God. You... Why, would... I twisted Why would you it? change it, man? I twisted it.